Hey everybody, welcome back to the official European League of Football podcast. I am your host, Nick Alfieri, aka Nalf. Today on the show, we've got a very requested guest, AJ Wentland. AJ is currently playing linebacker for the Robslav Panthers in Poland. He previously played for the Leipzig Kings both earlier this year and last year. We had a really good conversation talking about him switching teams in the middle of the season due to the circumstances, his experience playing football all throughout Europe, the position of linebacker, as well as the tragic passing of a teammate recently. It's a very good conversation. I think you guys really like listening to AJ talk. So without further ado, AJ Wentland. Welcome back to the official European League of Football podcast. Today we've got a very exciting guest, the man, the myth, the legend, AJ Wentland, linebacker out in Poland. AJ, thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Nick. Excited to be here. For sure, man. So, AJ, you've been all over Europe. You've won championships in, I think, three countries. Is that yep. right? Yes, sir. Won championships in three countries, played for uh, many different teams in different countries in different leagues. Yes. Probably had a lot of unique experiences. Is there something, and you don't have to hit every single team, but yeah. is there something maybe that uh, an experience or a nugget of wisdom or a memory from each one of those experiences that kind of yeah. sticks yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, I've been extremely fortunate and uh, really lucky to have played in a handful of different places. You know, some really great organizations around Europe um, started out in Dresden. Um, and that, that obviously stands out because that was my first place that I played at. And that was the place I also spent the most time. You know, I think I played there for two and a half years, um, 2018, 2019 um, were my first two seasons in Europe and was able to make an impact on my team and play on a, in a good organization. So that was amazing. Um you know, anytime it's your first time in Europe, that's going to stand out to you, you know, so it was a great time. And um, like I said, was fortunate enough to play in the GFL back then was a was a great level of football still is. And um, yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun. Got to meet a lot of uh, great, great teammates, great coaches, um, worked with Old Stauber over there. Um, and, you know, as you know, playing in Europe, it's it's a lot of networking, you know, so I got to meet a lot of different players who are now, I guess, opponents that I'm playing with and against in the ELF. Um coaches that I know around Europe as well. It's been really amazing. And um, 2020 was the whole COVID um, scenario. So the GFL was canceled. And then that was where I was also able to kind of branch out and see something new. Um, then I went to Kupio, Finland. Um, and that was a that was amazing because back then I was all about like the GFL. I only wanted to play in Germany. And, you know, I wanted to play at the, the at the time. Everybody was, you know, saying the GFL was the, the top league in Europe. And being able to, you know, keep your keep an open mind and go to Finland was amazing. You know, they, and that made me realize that there's great football in every league around Europe. And um, that was a ton of fun. We kind of had like an all-star group over there because there was a lot of guys from from the GFL that kind of all went to the Maple League up in Finland and played with a lot of guys that I played against in Germany. And we kind of had a, a little bit of an all-star team there and won, won my first championship. That was a ton of fun. So that obviously stands out in my memories. Um, then 2021 went to Innsbruck and played with the Tyrol Raiders when they were in the Austrian league and great organization there. One of the top league or top teams in, in Europe. Sorry, there's a beef flying around here. Um, and, uh, yeah, great time there again, worked with a lot of different coaches, met a lot of awesome teammates. Um, then I went back to Dresden and, and played it. We played against each other in the German bowl. I was a, I was a depth guy there. I got to play a lot of special teams and just help out. And it was nice because it was like, all the hard work that I put in in 2018, 2019 and, and helping to be a part of something through those years in Dresden kind of felt like it all kind of paid off when I got to come back and be a part of, of, of finishing off the job that we kind of started or at least 
what it felt like. We started in 2018 with Old Stauber over there and um, got to play a great opponent against you guys in Swabish Hall. And that was a obviously a very memorable thing as well, being, being able to go to the German Bowl and, and be a part of a great team and play a great opponent. And then um, 22, got to get into the ELF and that whole experience. And as you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's an amazing league. It's, it's got awesome broadcasting and um, great players, great league. The, the, the skill level out, out here in the ELF is amazing. So it's always great to play against good competition. And, um, and then obviously, as you know, with this season, with the Leipzig Kings going down, um, you know, coming over here to Vroslav now. So it's kind of, like you said, I've been all over and I've just, you know, I feel super lucky and blessed to have been able to do it for so long and, and be able to play on so many different amazing uh, programs and organizations. Yeah, man. I mean, that is just so cool to hear that the, the level of your experience all around Europe, playing at high levels in different countries, just like what an incredible story. And to now be playing in the ELF, of course, for what is, you know, after a few years, and you guys are uh, you know one of the top teams, really. And to have also to be uh, going through a lot of turmoil and chaos with the Leipzig Kings of that unfortunate yes. situation and still being able to find your way. And I think that's probably one of the you know, one of the benefits of being one of the top players in Europe and one of the biggest names is when that was all going down. I'm sure there were a few teams that wanted you. Can you talk to me a little bit about that situation of, you know, when it was kind of clear that Leipzig was not going to be able to finish the season and that you needed to transition somewhere to keep playing football. Can you talk to me about that situation? How yeah. you end up Yeah, definitely. So going to Leipzig was a big decision. Um, you know, Coach Armstrong recruited me to go there and he he signed me immediately for a two-year deal. Um, and I knew that it was going to be a tough process. Um, you know, I knew that that the that the football culture wasn't as big in Leipzig. In that area in Germany, the Dresden Monarchs do a really good job of recruiting and bringing in a lot of local national talent in that area. So I knew that it was going to be tough. And we talked about that, like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna try to build something from scratch over here. And I like that idea. You know, I love the idea of building something and and trying to make something out of nothing. So, you know, it was tough, but we had great players and we had a lot of local guys step up. Um, and obviously starting a, a, an organization from scratch is always going to be hard, you know, so there was there was always kind of some of those issues, but they always took great care of myself and my teammates and made the most of of out of nothing kind of. So I had a great time in Leipzig and, and uh, you know, I don't regret anything about playing over there and, and having an amazing team, and amazing organization. Unfortunately, this season going into my second year, you know, it, it got harder for the organization side. Like I said, they always took care of us as players, but they basically let us know like, hey, it doesn't look bright. It doesn't look like it's going to be able to go go forward. So they kind of gave us a couple different options of how things would go, whether we would finish the season or not. It didn't look very bright. Um, and then once they basically made it official that, you know, we were no longer going to play, they, they basically released all of us, made us all free agents. And then at, at that point, it, it was a crazy time, you know, it, created you know it, it began a, a recruiting period basically for me um so there was a few different elf teams that i was talking to a lot of different gfl teams as well teams in germany wanted me to come over there and um there was also like i said the elf i was talking with a few different teams i don't want to disclose who um just out of respect and everything but i had i had a handful i think it was four or five different elf teams that i was talking to and each team had a specific scenario you know some teams wanted me to come in and be a depth guy until next year to kind of build something going into um, the 2020, uh, is it? Yeah. 2024 season. Sorry. So they wanted to look into the future. There was also teams that wanted me to play right away. And I just, you know, I had just come from a situation that wasn't so obviously, um, very secure. Right. So I wanted to go to a place where everything was secure, 
great organization where I didn't have to worry about anything other than playing. And it ended up being a perfect fit with, with the Vroslav Panthers. Coach Christensen's doing an amazing job over here with, with building a winning championship culture. As you've seen, they've, they've already done really well. And it's been an easy transition for me to come here. And, and the, the team's welcomed me, welcomed me with open arms. And the Polish guys are, are great. They're tough, gritty. And I, I love that mentality. So it's just been a really good fit so far of just blue collar players. You know, guys come to work. They're just ready to play and, and just do their job. And we have amazing coaches and the facilities here are great. So I don't, you know, like I said, I don't want to say anything bad about Leipzig, but it's almost kind of been a blessing in disguise in a way of coming over here. And like now I can just focus on playing. I can focus on just doing my job and I have a great team around me. Whereas sometimes in Leipzig, you know, we had great, we had great players and great coaches as well, but sometimes it just wasn't as developed. So I had to do a little bit more on the field. Whereas here now I can just literally get the call, focus on my job and I don't have to worry about helping anybody else out, which has been, it's been a relief. And like I said, a little bit of a blessing in disguise and it's really been, like I said, I just feel really, really blessed to be here because it's Vroslav is a beautiful, beautiful city and the organization is, is really awesome. You know, I had heard good things about it, but once I got over here, I really got to see I'm like, wow, this is amazing. They have everything you need to win here and they take good, really great care of the players. And like I said, the national players are they treated as professionals as well. You know, the Polish guys are 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 really good players. So, it, as you know, that's that's a huge component of the game. And. Uh, we're looking forward to going into the last week against the Enthroners. You know, we we can we kind of control our own destiny now. If we win the game, we're in the playoffs, um, and we're excited about that. You know, going into the playoffs, and you know, it's a new season at that point. Anything can happen. Absolutely, man. I mean, just a couple of things that you touched on there. Yeah, the, the security that you have there in Poland now to just be able to know that everything's kind of taken care of around you and you get to focus on being a football player, being a linebacker. That's got to feel pretty good. One other thing, when you, you signed a two year contract with Leipzig, that's for people who don't know, that's pretty rare for American imports. Yeah. Mostly it's a one year deal. Uh, Was that your idea or is that the organization's idea or how did that kind of come about? So that, that, that came from coach Armstrong and that was something that I was looking for as well. So, you know, that did give me security in a way, but obviously with, with them being a new organization, um, it was hard, obviously, to sustain that through the second year. But um, like I said, they always took great, great care of me. I was taken care of. You know, I was able to to basically go from one season and, and not worry about being recruited or worry about where I was going next. Um, you know, I also have a girlfriend that lives in – she's from Dresden, but it makes it easier for me to kind of be in the area over there. So I was looking for a little bit of security, or security in the area. And like I said, I knew that it would be like a two-year kind of deal to try to make it a, a more – I guess a more competitive team, you know? So I was like, all right, I'm down for, I'm down to do that. I'm, re- I'm ready to, to not only play this season, but kind of grow things and move into the second season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's like, like you said, it's not very common, but I think some teams are starting to look more and more into it. Um, with, you know, even with here with the Roslaw Panthers, I've, I've agreed with uh, working into next season as well. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I, I think that it could and should become a little more common, especially with guys that you know are going to be good, long-lasting imports and players. It kind of just helps create some stability year by year because, you know, even when like when we were playing in the GFL and everything, I'm sure after every season, it's a new recruiting period. And, of course, you and I both, like, return to the same organization multiple times. But yeah. it's, it's all opens up after each year. So it's exactly. Kind of to have that. Okay. It, it is. Um, it is. It is. All right, good to get a little insight there on you. Um, we're going to talk a little more about the ELF and, and this everything going on, but I want to focus a little on you right now as a linebacker. I used to play linebacker back in my day, you know, I'm a yeah. little 
guy now, so I'm a big fan of linebackers and linebacking play. So let's talk a little bit about it. Have you always been a linebacker from when you started playing football, or did you transition to it? Yeah, so I've been playing football my whole life. Um, when I was in little league, you know, when you're like seven, eight, nine, ten years old, I was playing a little bit of running back actually. So I was a, I was a running back back when I was very young. Uh, got to carry the ball around a little bit and got to use a little bit of my athleticism a little bit. And I was, you know, I always had some size to me. So I was a, I was a tough gritty back. Um, and then I always played defense as well. And on defense, I played D line linebacker. So basically just stayed in the box for the most part um, through my, through my adolescence, through my youth. Um, once I got into, you know, when football got a little bit more serious, like middle school, high school, that's when I started playing primarily linebacker um, just because I was an athletic guy that could run to the ball always had a good motor and my coaches just basically said, Hey, this guy's a linebacker. Let's put him there. And I've been really fortunate and lucky to have some really good coaches through my high school times uh, that basically taught me the basics of like, you know, what to read, what to look at and kind of grow from there. And um, yeah, I just, I love playing the linebacker position. As you said, it's like, you got to be athletic enough to to chase down anybody, all the athletes with the ball, you know, and then you got to be a smart guy because you got to, you're basically sometimes quarterbacking the defense out there and you got to know what to read and you got to be instinctual. And you also got to be big and strong enough to take on those big guys up front, you know? So as you said, it's just kind of one of those positions that you take pride in and um, yeah, it's been fun. I love, I love playing defense. And, um, but as, as for offense, when I was in high school, I played a little bit of tight end as well. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, you touched on there. My next question was going to be, what do you love about playing the position? But you kind of touched on it there that, you know, there's just a whole range of things you have to do um, and a certain mentality you have to have. How would you describe your game? How do you play line? Um, I kind of touched on it in the, in the last question, but definitely uh, I play with a lot of instincts and, and the, the football IQ side of it is, is really big as well. I do a lot of film study, so I like to be prepared and, and I like to understand what the offense is running based on what formation they're in and what kind of personnel they have on the field. So I like to be very prepared before the game comes into, you know, before we even start, um, you know, like today's Monday, I'm already breaking down the enthroners and just trying to see if I can get any kind of keys on, on what their O-linemen do, what their quarterbacks do, if there's any kind of gives or tells that they give you. And, and if you know the play before they're running it, that's going to help you. And then at the end of the day, you know, when, when you snap the ball, just making sure your eyes are right and the eyes will, your eyes will take you to the play. If you, if you get your right read, if you're reading your keys, it's going to take you to the play. So I'd say a lot of times just playing with instinct and trying to play fast and just run into the ball. And I think playing with, a, with, a, with that motor and reckless abandon, you're going to rack up a lot of tackles on defense, no matter where you're at, you know, do your job, you get to your gap. But then once the ball declares, run like heck to the ball, you know, and I, I'd say that that's where I kind of pride myself on is just having that reckless abandon and just running to the ball and having tenacity of just being a competitor and not a, doing everything you can to, to limit what the offense gets. You know, so if I can tackle a guy, even if he gets a couple yards, that's fine. But I'm trying to I'm trying to get to the ball every time, you know, yeah. and, with you know, with bad intentions. Perfect, man. That's exactly what you want a linebacker to do. And just what you said, you're trying to get the ball every time. And uh, you look at the stats in the ELF, that's basically what you are doing, getting to the ball almost every time, have led the league in tackles. I think just this week you dropped below just because you're high. But also, I think you missed a big handful of games. So the uh, logical thank you would probably jump back on the top there of the tackle charts. But, yeah, I think that's a great representation of – playing with a high motor and going after getting the ball carrier every play. I, I love that from a linebacker. So I love that, man. Love that. Yeah. It's awesome. Man. Who are 
some European linebackers? Because obviously, you know, we've got some more big names, linebackers with you at the top there. Uh, but who are some of the European linebackers that you're impressed with? I think play the position well. Uh, recently, I've you know, I, like I said, I like watching a lot of film, and I'll, I'll watch other defenses. Obviously, when I'm breaking down some other offenses, and um, I really like Ludwig from Berlin. Um, I, I don't know Ludwig, Ludwig's last name off the top of my head, but he's number 11 for the Berlin Thunder. Really good backer. He plays with a lot of tenacity, Swedish, I believe. And he's, yeah, young guy. He's got a lot of potential, and I really like the way that he plays. Um, Schnurter from uh, the Vienna Vikings was really good. He unfortunately had an injury in the beginning of the season, but he was he was one of the top guys that I've seen play. Um yeah, I, re- I really enjoy just watching football all around Europe, and I just have enjoyed seeing guys develop and get better. Um, but those are two guys that kind of stand at the top of my list out of European guys um, that I've seen play over here that I really enjoy watching. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's great to give those guys a little highlight and a little love um, for some linebackers because, you know, very often defensive guys are a little overlooked. You know, it's an offensive, oh, yeah. offensive world nowadays, so I like yeah. defensive guys a little love. Um, Definitely. Going back a little bit, um, you obviously were on the Kings earlier in the season. The team wasn't wasn't uh, having a great season on the field, just a handful of wins. And then all of a sudden you go from being on a team that's kind of struggling now to a team that is on the cusp of the playoffs and you control your own fate, you know, entering into this really exciting part of the season. How does that feel to go from kind of these two almost extreme situations in such a short amount of time? Yeah, it's been it's been interesting to say the least for sure. Um, you know, when we were in Leipzig, it was a it was a tough spot because you know you felt like you had to do a lot to try to get the guys motivated and try to try to get everything you can out of your teammates. And and obviously, I'm a competitor, so I wanted to win. And you know, at some sometimes in Leipzig, it was tough to do so. So I always made sure to just do what I could to to try to help us put us in the best position to win. And at times it was very stressful because like I said before, you had to worry about some things off the field at, at times. Um, you know, things weren't always catered to you to always, you know, have your mind completely set on football. Um, and then, you know, I'd, I'd say the stressful part was just finding my new home and getting moved over, over here and then getting adjusted to the new defense. But once I got here, things, like I said, it's kind of been a blessing in disguise because things are set around you. The guys know what they're doing. You don't have to, you don't have to be a, a coach on the field. You just, you just do your job and everybody knows what they're doing, which has just been such a relief, you know, being able to do that because, you know, the last two seasons in Leipzig wasn't always like that. So um, being able to come here and be a part of a great program where the, where the coaching is, is already taken care of, you don't have to worry about anything other than your own job. It's just, it's been amazing to say the least, you know, it's just, it's been a great process and I'm just looking back at it all. It doesn't even, it seems like a completely different year. You know, it just seems like from night and day, completely different. And it's just really been a blessing in disguise for me. Yeah, absolutely. I just, what you said, it does, it does seem like it's, this is where you're supposed to end up right now. And you're in a great position. Uh, what, what is the, the vibe and energy of the team right now, as you head into this final regular season week. And like you said, I mean, you guys control your destiny. What's the vibe? What's the feeling of the team right now? Um, I, everybody's excited. Everybody's definitely really, really excited. We had some tough news this past weekend of, of an unfortunate, tragic event. And I think that that's kind of also, you know, it's a weird feeling because of what happened with, um, with Leo Kraft. Um, so I think that guys are also motivated to, to win out for him. And, you know, after losing a teammate, it's, it's, it's hard and it's, it's just a weird, you know, something you never really want to go through as a, as a, as a player to lose a teammate. And, you know, I think it's made an impact on everybody. And, um, 
you know, definitely there were some guys on the team that were a lot closer with him um, than I was, but I was also, you know, just with a teammate, you're, you see him every day, you compete against them. And um, so it's, everybody's excited going into this game and want, they want to win. And they're also motivated due to the circumstances as well. Um, so I'd say today has like a little bit of an eerie feeling after being at the facility. Just some of the guys are just a little bit kind of like a little off because, you know, obviously Leo would be there lifting with us as well and, and going through meetings and everything. We'd see him today and it just a little bit of a weird feeling with that. But like I said, I, I know the guys are still going to be completely focused. And if anything, it's just going to help focus us even more for the game because we want to do it that much more for, I guess, a, a fallen comrade, a guy that that's on our team who's no longer here, you know, and it's just something that you don't really experience much and, you know, anywhere. Um, but unfortunately, sometimes, you know, young people pass away and um, it's just a weird situation for sure. And, you know, I, it's, a, you know, it was just like a kick in the gut for a lot of the guys, I think, because it's just it doesn't seem real. But like I said, we're all focused on what we can do against the enthroners. Um, we control our own destiny. And, you know, if anything, it's just going to give us more passion to play because it, it makes you realize how short life is. And, you know, if, if you get the opportunity to play the game that, you know, you might not be able to play forever and obviously you don't live forever. So. I think the guys will have a lot of passion this weekend and going into the playoffs. I think that we're excited to make some noise and we feel confident that we can play with the best teams in the league. You know, when you get into the playoffs and you, and you get into that, that tournament, you know, anybody can beat anybody and we're excited to uh, maybe be the underdogs in some of these games and, and uh, make some noise and make, make things really hard on our opposing, on, on our opponents. Yeah. Awesome. Really well said, man. I mean, really well articulated there. Very tragic what happens um, for your team this weekend, and uh, everyone's heartfelt condolences go out to Leo and his, his yeah. family, friends, to you guys. And but just like you said, um, uh, probably another extra level of motivation for you guys to to exactly you know, for for your guy for your for your brother. So um, yeah, really well said, man. I appreciate you touching on that in such a great, uh, respectful way. Um, AJ, you've you've accomplished a lot both in a team sense and individually you've been one of, if not the top regarded defensive players in Europe for many years now. And also like we touched on earlier, won multiple championships with teams with everything you've accomplished already, what still drives you? Because you play like a guy that's never won anything. You play with a chip on your shoulder. You're all over the field. What is this motivation? Um, I don't know. I think it's just an internal motivation. You know, I've always, I've always just been hungry to compete and it's just an internal motivation just to compete and win. And I want to, I want to play at a high level and it's just, it's, it's hard to explain when it's, when you're internally motivated, you know, it's one of those things that's like nothing really on that, that can happen externally to, to change the way that, that you compete, I, I believe. And um, it's really hard to put a finger on it exactly what it is, but um, you know, I just I always want to be a positive impact on my teammates and, my, and the team that I play for. And and also when I'm out there just competing, I just I don't want the offense to get any yards. You know, it's just it's a it's a game at the end of the day. And at, in any game, I'm a competitor and I want to win, you know, and if and if even if it means, you know, when I was in Leipzig, for example, when we weren't doing so well as a team, I made it I made a point to make sure that that I personally didn't lose. You know, I wanted to make sure that the team respected my opponent, respected me. And that my opponent knew, you know, like, dang, that guy, that guy's flying around, you know, and, and he's making plays. 
And, you know, it's just when you're out there, I have a hard time. Only, I can only play in one way. And that's that's 100 percent. You know, I can only give 100 percent effort. And and that's the way that I was. Like I said, I've had I've been fortunate to have really good coaches through my youth and, and through high school and through college. And they kind of instilled that mentality of just always playing with 100 percent effort. I play hard no matter what, whether you're winning or you're losing. It doesn't matter. Don't look at the scoreboard. Just play hard. And um, I just have a yeah, I have the tenacity to do that. And I'm, I'm very lucky and blessed to to have that mentality it comes naturally. And when I get on the field, I, I don't know any other speed, you know, so I just, you know, obviously I want to continue to, to have success personally. And as, and as a team is, is even more important for me. I want to, I want to win another championship. Um, but it's just something that when you're on the field, I don't even think about any of those things. I just want to play and I want to, and I want to play hard. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to lose any rep, you know, yeah. Love it, man. Absolutely love it. The great mentality of a linebacker. Uh, last question, AJ. You've been out here in Europe for, I think, since 2018, so kind of, you know, five, six years now. Yep. How do you feel about the growth and direction and development of American football in Europe? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, I, I, obviously, they've been doing well before I came. You know, I think that you – when did you – I think you started in 2000 – so a couple of years before you. Yeah. 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 So, they, you know, the football has been playing, been being played out here at a high level for a long time. And I'm really just blessed to have come out here and, and kind of see it for myself. And it seems like it's continuing to grow, you know, with with the GFL doing well, continuing to do well and and other leagues around Europe continuing to do well. And, and NFL games coming out here and being played is, is causing more attention to, to American football in Europe. And the development of the European League of Football has been amazing. And I think that, um, you know, with the growth of it all, it's just been really, really cool to, to see firsthand and be a part of. And that's also a goal of mine as well. That motivates me is, is just trying to help continue that upward growth of, of American football um, at, at every level. You know, I, when I'm done playing, I want to coach. I think it would be great to coach out here in Europe. And, and um, you know, as I'm playing now, it's cool to kind of help with the, the youth programs and the juniors and, and try to coach those guys up and help the next generation because, um, as you know, you know, you can't play forever. And, um, you know, it's all about helping that that next generation, you know, so it's really cool to to try to give some of your football IQ and your intelligence to the to the that next generation coming up. And, um, yeah, I think that all of it is is positive, in my opinion, the ELF, everybody working together, the the GFL, all the different leagues around Europe and, and just seeing the growth all around Europe has been really, really cool. And hopefully that, you know, in 10, 20 years, it's, it's even bigger than what it is now. You know, that's, that's my goal. And that's what I would love to see as I, you know, when I'm done playing and I transition into coaching, it would be cool to uh, emulate, you know, kind of a career like a, like a Jordan Newman or, you know, like any, you know, some of those guys who, who played for a long time and then they ended up going into coaching and, and have been successful doing that. And I think that that would be really cool to, to help grow the game in another way when I'm done playing. Awesome. AJ Wentland, appreciate your insights. Appreciate everything you're doing on the field and what you do for European football. You're fun to watch. Good luck to you guys this weekend and hopefully into the playoffs. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Awesome. Thanks, Nick.